With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are talking uh, this All Whites story for the next hour or so and uh, very special privilege to have on the line now a man who was calling it uh, for Sky Sport this morning, Andrew Dewhurst. Uh, welcome in, Andrew. Yeah, good afternoon. I wish I was talking to you about something else, maybe the Staminich goal, but yeah. uh, it's a it's a big story, a developing story, that's for sure. So tell us, uh, walk us through, Andrew, from your perspective, um, what you saw, because obviously you were calling the game, and I'm not sure if you were getting fed information as to what was happening, particularly at half time when the players were refusing to come out. So just talk us through how, how you were seeing it as you were calling the game. Well, when we when we called it live, and and all all we were seeing is the images that uh, everyone else was seeing, and and when we called it live, and I haven't gone back and had a listen, other than what's been played on the news, uh, but it was clear to both myself and Jacob, and you'll hear that in the commentary, you can see when players are are upset or are aggrieved more than usual, and this was more than the usual. Uh, upset at a player because they might have dived or 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 just just an exchange of words. There was something that was said, and I called it live during the commentary that uh, the New Zealand players were just incensed. And goodness me, when when you do see the replays, Libby Kakache's eyes were were, were daggers. Uh, the likes of Bill Tuiloma came in, uh, fired up, uh, Boxall himself. So clearly at the time. There was something that the cameras hadn't caught and I knew had absolutely incensed the New Zealand players. Mm. We didn't know anything else uh, at that point in time. Neither did we um, get any alerts during halftime. Our, our first indication that something was amiss was the uh, images that, that everyone saw of the referee basically in his socks uh, and, and clearly not, not coming out to, uh, to, to commence the second half. At first, we thought that was a referee change. And then very quickly it became obvious it was more. There were there were broadcasters, there were support staff, uh, there were a lot of people mingling on, on the edge of the pitch, but not a single player in sight. And, and that's the first time that we realised something was up. Mm. I mentioned in the uh, in the intro there, Andrew, that you know sometimes, well, often you see these issues happening elsewhere around the world. You know, in Europe, South America, to have it happen to a New Zealand team, I think, is what's really rattled the cage a little bit. Certainly here in New Zealand. I mean, have you have you ever experienced something like that as a commentator? No, and and in fact, I, w- I was thinking, um, you know, following the match that uh, I, I've been heavily involved across a number of different sports, and and for six years was manager of the Tall Blacks, and uh, and, and and we travelled the world and played at, at world championships and uh, and Olympic qualifiers and and the likes, and and uh, not once uh, in in my time. Uh, as a broadcaster or in any other role in, in sport and with different codes, have I first-hand witnessed something like this? We see it, as you say, often from some of the big leagues and uh, and, and Spain in recent times has uh, uh, had its concerns mm. and, and not necessarily dealt with things uh, that effectively. So I, I, I can totally understand. Uh, I, I just make it very clear. I totally support the stance of the All Whites. I totally 
uh, understand their actions. And I've had some communication with the team since and, and uh, totally stand with them. It, it's a brave call. It's not a call, not a decision they will have made lightly. Um, and, and obviously they played another five minutes or so, but then were able to, uh, to, to reflect on it and discuss during the halftime break. And, and what I thought was interesting was that in the, the initial tweet, it wasn't just the racial slur uh, that was referred to, but it was the fact that no one had done anything about it. And I think that's important in this conversation. And, and without you know joining the dots, not having all the information, I think you can assume that there were more um, discussions perhaps with the officials during the halftime break and, and that refusal to take any action by the officials I think is, is what has uh, you know led to the, the New Zealanders feeling that they have to take some action themselves. Yeah, absolutely and uh, I guess uh, Andrew, part, part of the uh, the other side, of, not that there really is another side, but but part um, of the conversation people were saying is you know, what if the referee didn't hear it? Can he make a decision based off something he didn't hear? And you know, I don't think he anyone for a second would ever question the all whites and the the integrity of the claim I, I you know I, I back them 100% like you but is there is there an argument that because the referee didn't may not have heard it himself he couldn't act on it uh, of course there is of course if, if the officials are saying they didn't hear it and again all, all we can go on is what we've seen from from a distance and, and through the television broadcast and and given the proximity of the referee given the number of New Zealand players and, and I need to stress this and I think this has been made public through other sources but my information is that uh, this wasn't just one or two players this was uh, six or seven players uh, so essentially mm-hmm. anyone in the vicinity heard loud and clear and you can see it there'll be some lip reading going on you can see the response from the New Zealanders now the referee's right in amongst it so so perhaps the inference there is how can you not hear it Um, and and of course these days referees are are wired up they're mic'd up they can communicate with their um, their their assistants and and I don't know whether that means that is recorded um, but you know, potentially that might be a source of information um, if and when FIFA conducts some sort of an inquiry. You would hope that that communication is available post-match so that they can perhaps see what might have been picked up on the referee's mic. Uh, Andrew, do you think we'll um, we'll find out what was said and do you think it's it's we should find out what was said or do you think it's simply we should leave it as just a racial remark and leave it to the investigation, investigators to figure that out? Yeah, I... I don't feel, not not once today have I felt the need to know exactly what was said. It's good enough for me that Michael Boxall uh, was offended by a remark directed at him uh, personally. Heat of the moment, don't care. It's just not acceptable. And and as I say, for the others to have heard it as well and for the reaction that we saw, uh, that's good enough for me. Do we need to know? I, I... I don't know. Maybe it's a little salacious. Maybe that's our our need for clickbait these days. Mm. That we all want to know exactly what was said. But uh, it's enough for me to know that there was racial abuse. Uh, it was directed at a specific player, and he, with the support of his teammates and coaching staff, have made a stand. Uh, so for me, that's enough. Mm. Just before we let you go, Andrew, what? How do you see it going? How do you see this playing out over the coming days and weeks? Uh, everyone I've spoken to, you know. FIFA does almost nothing in these situations. Is there any expectations that anything is actually going to happen? And is there a possibility that actually New Zealand get in trouble for this given they, they abandoned the match at half time? 
Well, I tell you what, uh, th- this is uh, politically for FIFA. If, if they were to go down that path, I, I think there would be a, a big price to pay for them. I mean, goodness, we have a, a FIFA Women's World Cup, uh, not to implicate that tournament, but uh, New Zealand is about to play host to FIFA and all its dignitaries. So I think they've got to be very careful. I, I, I think they may well be forced into a situation here where they have to act. And ironically, of course, it wasn't the only game. The Iron, uh, yeah. Republic of Ireland under 20 one game against Kuwait was abandoned for uh, almost uh, the identical reason that a player was racially abused. So I, I think FIFA has to conduct an inquiry. Uh, the, the, the test here will be what audio evidence is there. Uh, if this comes down to a, uh, an argument over who said what, yeah. that becomes very difficult to police. But if they've got any supporting evidence, if, if television microphones that weren't necessarily going to air have picked anything up, uh, they, they have to listen. And they also have to listen to the New Zealanders. And I, I think the decision by Carlos Quiroz to, to conduct an interview, which uh, was broadcast, I, I think that was a poor decision. Um, he was seen essentially to be dismissing this as an argument between two players with no witnesses. Well, I'll tell you what I saw about six or seven witnesses that were pretty irate uh, out there on the pitch. So, but, but FIFA has to act. They have to act. Uh, if they don't, there may be a bigger price to pay for them. It's one thing to put so there's no room for racism on the uh, broadcast with five minutes to go in a game. It's another to actually stand up and end a game because of it. So FIFA has to act. Yeah, spot on. Uh, and I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, a very, very interesting story. We will keep an eye on it over the coming days and weeks. Uh, thanks heaps for your time, my friend. We'll, uh, we'll catch up again soon. All good. Pleasure. There you go. Andrew Dewhurst calling the game for Sky this morning. Uh, that All Whites v Qatar game. Some great thoughts there as well. You might want to react to that. 0800 150 811. That is the phone number. Uh, you can text on double eight double three. Would love to get your thoughts. Um, you know, where should where do FIFA go? And, you know, there is a point there, and Andrew did allude to it, of, a, of if there isn't that audio evidence, a little bit of, you know, he said, she said. And look, we, me personally, back the All Whites 100%. Why would you ever fake or lie about something like that um, or even embellish it they were up 1-0 when they went into the halftime break so from a from a results perspective they had no reason to do what they did if if nothing was said so I'm in the all whites camp 100% whether or not FIFA will side with them given there might not be any audio evidence is, is another question but uh, give us a call 0800 811 you can text on double eight double three. we will talk to Chris Milicic as well maybe just after 12.30 uh, we'll put a call into him but uh, we'd love to get your thoughts